comes the Here comes the Y'all don't really worry like Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Moneyline Madness Podcast. My name is Matt Cherico. I'm here with my co-host, Andy B. Say what's up to the people, Andy. How's it going, everybody? And uh, we're going to be covering a little bit of this NBA playoffs that we got going on. We're going to talk a little bit about the MLB, but mainly just these absolutely just phenomenal playoffs that we've been seeing so far. I mean, it's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the NBA, and things are already heating up. So how you feeling? I'm feeling great. My team's 1-0 in the playoffs, and uh, i got to say, the playoffs to this point have been very enjoyable. Some some great games. We've had coaches fighting players. We've had players fighting fans. I mean, it's been a great start to this playoffs, honestly. Absolutely. Let's go through just your team. You know, obviously, you're a Celtics fan. You're playing a team like the Nets, who is seen as this big powerhouse, and you guys are able to sneak away with that game one. From that what do you take away leading into game two tomorrow well what i take away going into game two is the nets are going to be ready to play because they can't go down 0-2 and kd had a very bad game even though he had 23 points he played pretty poorly i think i saw at one point Kyrie was yelling at him like it was a weird game for kd so i expect the nets to be ready to play so tomorrow just going to be another dogfight. And I think this entire series is going to be a dogfight, which really makes me think the winner of this series is going to have a really tough road ahead of them. Absolutely. Especially when you got to go through a team like Milwaukee, oh, just yeah. at like literally next. Like that's, that's brutal, man. So, all right, let's go through seven thirty tonight. We got the Atlanta Hawks going up against the Miami heat Hawks coming in as the underdogs at plus two forty five, at seven and a half plus seven and a half on the spread. Honestly, this for all the series that we got, this one is probably the least exciting to me. Um, I really, the only thing I really like in this game are maybe some Trey Young props on a little bit of a bounce back game. But other than that, I'm going to stick with the Heat, and my pick is going to be that Bam Adebayo player performance double for a double double and a win. Yeah, you watch the Heat play, and and you realize they're not a tr- not a true one seed in a sense. They're not dominant. They're not ridiculous but they're also not playing that bad of an eight seed so i mean miami beat up on them the first game trey young was atrocious i expect him to do a lot better t- the tonight and but i have bam out of bio 12 plus rebounds in a miami win no clint capella makes it easier to rebound i don't know how they had such a poor game he had such a poor game the first game i mean but in, in this one i expect him to have a lot of boards and uh you, I think you had double-double. You have him getting 10 points. I wouldn't be surprised if he, if, he, if he gets 10 points, too. So a double-double would be around what I would say, too. So I expect a much better game. But this series is by far the most boring. I just think the other ones are so good, though. It's crazy because we've seen these games from Bam where he could have, like, 25 points and, like, 19 rebounds. And then all of a sudden for him to come up last game and put up, like, 5 and 6. Yeah, that's weird. Very weird. It's certainly weird. You have anything else you want to add to that game? Because I'm I'm looking at these props right now, and honestly, like, I feel like there is more money to be made, but I just don't trust anybody that thoroughly from either side. No, I have a hard time trusting Jimmy Butler on the when he plays. Not that I don't like him or anything, but I just feel like he so can be inconsistent at times scoring the basketball. So I think, and they have a lot of guys on that team that can score. Kyle Lowry is over under is thirteen and a half. He could go over easily. But he also could go under easily. That's why it's very, very easily, difficult though. to pick. Very difficult to pick that. I think the only consistent guy who goes over on his points, except for last game, obviously, was Trey Young. I mean, he he scores often, very easily. So. Yep, 
I, I think Trey is going to get what he wants in this game yeah. now that he's got kind of getting back in his groove. I wouldn't expect that type of performance from him again, no. especially in the playoffs. We've seen yeah. the type of caliber guy he is, especially yeah. postseason. So especially I'm not really worried about. Yeah. yeah. All right. Especially man. against the Knicks. Yeah. I'm not really worried about Trey in that aspect, but him not having a solid number two guy definitely does hinder their offensive yeah. ability. Yeah. He doesn't have that guy that he could turn to. And not that the Heat really do, but they have an array of guys that could just get the job done. And when Tyler you're number Hero. two, exactly. Oh, yeah. And when you're number two is next to you is Kyle Herter, like you're yeah. really not doing much. So Yeah. And without Capella, it's gonna be there's no presence inside. It's just it's a tough, tough spot for Miami. Uh, for yep. Atlanta, sorry. Yep. All right. Well, you wanna head over to the yeah, ha- Memphis Grizzlies and uh, how about talk we, about that. Yeah, let's talk about a guy from Georgia. Anthony Edwards is God at this point. He's amazing. But as much as I'm happy they won last game, really don't see it happening again, at least in Memphis. Um, I expect Memphis to cover the seven. And my player performance double is John Morant, 35-plus at a Memphis win. John Morant didn't score as much as he usually does this time. I expect him to have a lot more points. They have to. They need to win this game. They can't go down 0-2 and then go on the road. Uh, so when Minnesota stole that one, I don't expect Minnesota to even be in this game. As much as I love Anthony Edwards, love Cat, don't see it happening. Going to be a good series, I think. I think a lot of people underrated this series because of how good Memphis was. But, I mean, we made fun of Minnesota for acting like they won the NBA Finals when they won the play-in. I think they knew they had a chance here. They have a good team. I agree. I think that Minnesota needs their respect because – they're a young up and coming team. And like you said, like they're playing a team like the Grizzlies that was seen as this big, you know, basketball phenomenon throughout this entire season. And I feel like the seeding of this matchup really doesn't tell the whole story because you have a two going up against a seven. And realistically, they're a lot closer to each other than you you would think for that seeding wise. I really like the Timberwolves build of their team. Like you said, Anthony Edwards has been playing out of his mind. And that's not even when D'Angelo Russell starts getting going. So I really feel like if D'Lo could get going, in addition to Anthony Edwards working and Cat being able to stay physical down low, that they have a shot to actually win the series. And a lot of people don't see them winning this series, but I feel like in seven games, like if the Timberwolves really could play their best, they can muscle this out. The only thing I worry about with Ja here is it's very annoying when you're being guarded by Patrick Beverly. So I understand how hard it can be. He's very annoying. Especially but, like Jaw's still super young. So seeing somebody like yeah. Patrick Beverly get thrown on you in the playoffs, yeah. like it can be overwhelming. Yeah. Patrick Beverly, a Minnesota Timberwolf, is um very, uh, very difficult to uh to match up against. If you can get him off a switch, that'd be fine. You can get him away from you, but I have him snap I have uh John Murray snapping anyway, so Yeah. So you got that, that thirty five plus in the win. So uh, I'm looking right now myself and i'm putting together a little bit of a parlay just something a little more cheeky just to uh a little less of a player performance double i really think that this game is going to be a lot closer than people think i don't see minnesota like falling behind by 10 losing by 10 so i'm going to take that minnesota plus seven spread and then i also have uh cat to get eight plus rebounds he's had multiple his past five games he's had 10 rebounds in every single one but the only skepticism is is his consistency so I don't know. I feel like if there was a game for him to, you know, be a little lackluster, it could be the game that Memphis is at home. So I'm going to stick with just the eight on that line. You combine those two and they come together for plus 142. So it's still you're making money regardless. So if you want to sprinkle a little half unit on that, I'm I'm all over that. Yeah. 
And let's hope that nobody chains themselves to the basket this time. Let's no be blowing nice, hands to the floor. Blowing like, hands let's, to the floor. Let's yeah. Let's play some basketball. Let's, right? let's have some class. Yeah. You know, come on, and, come on, Memphis. NBA NBA fans have had quite a week. Let's just say that it's been crazy. It's been a crazy <laughs> week in the NBA. Yeah. Speaking of crazy things, let's head down to Phoenix because this <laughs> this series. I mean, I really like the Pelicans. You know, they're coming in at plus three eighty right now, and. Yeah. I like the team that they got, but sometimes you just can't. There's a team like the Suns that are just absolutely overwhelming. They're just too much to handle. They have so much talent, and they've been doing this for years. So, yeah. unfortunately, I'm all over the Suns riding that wave, and uh, I think they're going to take this series in four. As much as you love your guy Jonas, um, his team's going to get beat up in this one. I mean, Chris Paul, 37 years old, really amazing. He's He's playing... Some of the best basketball of his career. He's fine wine. Absolutely. Yeah. Chris Paul's game is fine wine. It's, yeah. it's insane to watch. Packaging him with Booker and Aiton, too, it's, it, it fits so perfectly. I don't have any of them as a part of my player performance double, though, just because I try to stay away from the stars most of the time. I did just pick John Morant, but I usually try to stay away from some stars. But I've got the defensive player of the year runner-up getting two steals tonight and a Phoenix win. So Okay. How do you feel about that being that, I mean, obviously Marcus Smart won the award. It was very deserving regardless. I think either of those guys could have gotten it. Oh, either of them could have gotten it. Michael's an amazing defender. I Obviously, I'm biased toward Marcus. I'd love that he got it. He finally got it. It's taken him. It's taken a guard so long to get it. So, yeah, pretty no, happy. Definitely, it, that was definitely a grind for Marcus Smart to get that. I respect yeah. it for sure. And seeing all his... Uh, his uh, Jason, Jalen, and Marcus all celebrating in the practice uh, facility. Wouldn't have thought that was happening in December. Let's just say that one. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> Seriously. Um, yeah. Can we can we just talk about, though, like, I know you said no Jonas Valanciunas prop today, unfortunately. <laughs> it is very sad that we can't take his player performance double. But very the man did put up 25 rebounds. The man's amazing. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> a- because, truthfully, he isn't that good. Like no, he's he not good. He's not a above at like that much above average of a basketball player no. to be snagging these types of rebounds. And you watch the game, and he doesn't impact the game like no. the way you would think a guy getting twenty five boards impacts yeah, the game. It's just it's, the ball literally just finds, finds Jonas's slicked back yeah. hair. I don't know if maybe <laughs> he uses puts something in the chicken fat that he sl- slicks back his hair with, but <sighs> it's working, and he needs it to is. keep doing. <laughs> Because he be snagging those yes, boards, bro. The chicken fat is indeed working. It is. Sometimes the ball just finds you. There's, there's guys that are like that. I mean, for him, it's a little odd because he isn't that above average. He's probably an average player if it wasn't for the ungodly amount of rebounds he can find at a certain night. But for him to, hey, it starts, it starts possessions for your team, so he knows his role. It does, and he does his job well. So right now I'm looking at his uh, – 14 plus rebounds at plus 102. That's a good Bruh, I mean, for I, like, I don't even want at plus 102. I was going to say half a unit, but honestly, at this point, throw a whole, gotta yeah. throw the house on it. Like, yeah, yo, honestly, Jonas, we're riding with his rebounds, and like, Aiton's a good rebounder too, which makes it even more interesting. Yeah. Uh, that, that back and forth. I know nobody watches basketball games, especially NBA games, to see who out rebounds the other, but hey, that's a good matchup in there. Aiton against Valentunas, see who gets more rebounds. I mean, that's a, cool way to watch a game i mean no so. those guys are in the trenches that's gonna yeah. be a battle and like honestly if they if the pelicans want to survive they gotta out rebound oh yeah the suns like pretty heavily so yeah 
But yeah, overall, like the Suns are more likely than not taking that game. I can't really see yeah. a world where they're going to drop more than like they might. I can't even see them dropping one. Truthfully, I know like, I don't see this game going. I don't see it going more than four. I see it being a sweep very easily. Yep, fairly easily. But hey, the Pelicans are here. Good for them. Unbelievable the comeback they had the other night too. We haven't had a recording since then. That fourth quarter comeback. Yeah, no, they got a squad and they got heart. That's the difference. Yeah. Like they really have a lot of guys that really want to win and like they know that this is just what's holding their NBA careers yeah. kind of together. So they're, it's a bunch of journeymen making their way like yeah. through that NBA. And they're they're a piece away from being like a, a nice solid four or five seed. That piece is uh hasn't played in two years, I think. Yeah. I, <laughs> Unfortunately. Honestly, I don't know. I mean, What's, it's tough, man. Like, do you, do you think? Floors. Yeah. Do you think yeah. Zion hits the floor with these guys, like this same squad? No, no, that team will be different. Am I wrong to say CJ McCollum's a free agent at the end of the year? Um, I am not sure on that. I'll I look it up right now. But yeah. I, I listen. I <sighs> love tough. Zion. I really do. But. Um, if he was on this team, I'd actually pick him to win a game or two in this series because he's a difference. He's a huge difference maker. However, in this situation, he's not there. He hasn't been there. Um, it looks like 2024 he's a free agent. So they got him for another year. So the the role pay, the role players for New Orleans will probably change. They'll have some guy. I'm sure. I'm sure Jonas is probably not on a multi year contract if I had to guess, but. If he was on this team, I'd say this was a really solid team. They're in my eyes, they're only gonna upgrade. They have a smart GM. They can do a lot of things. Although it is New Orleans, it's gonna be a tough place to kind of build something. But if Zion's there, who's not gonna want to play with Zion? Right? I, I mean, you want him. that that attracts yeah, him, no, so. that attracts enough to to bring you some guys. And when you got defensive guys, I mean like Herb Jones is absolute clamps oh, over yeah. there. Alabama and like, kid. People love to play with would love to play with CJ McCollum. Truthfully, I think CJ oh, yeah. is like very slept on in terms of like how other NBA players view him because oh, yeah. it's totally different. You know, us as fans, we we know only so much. Like these NBA guys, they look at each other and like there could be a guy like and I think CJ McCollum is one of these guys that other professional basketball players look at and despite being like casual fans might be like oh dude cj mccollum those guys are like no that that's a bucket like that guy is a bucket and he could give any team in the nba 35 points and -hmm. like we're saying he's giving good defenses a good run for their money when he's got to lead a team yeah and and you saw it damian lillard was really upset when he was traded i mean you see he can also build in a locker room his chemistry can help very easily especially for the pelicans who haven't had the best chemistry over the past few years because of what happened with AD. The Zion be, not being there. Your best player not being there, that's a big difference. People don't quite understand. I mean, so him, he helps mentally too for that team. No, he also absolutely. gets paid an ungodly amount of money. I just looked at. No, he does. His contract <laughs> His is massive, contract but is it's only a... because he's had it restructured yeah. recently. Yeah. And him being a free agent after next year makes it a little more bearable mm-hmm. because yeah. you have like one more year where you can see, all right, like, are things going to work out? Like, is CJ going to be a serious part of this team moving yeah. forward? And then I'm sure, honestly, if that's the case, I feel like CJ McCollum is even the type of guy that would take a little bit less to stay yeah. with a team like that oh, now yeah. that he's found a home. So and like if New Orleans, they probably love him down there like at this point. So I don't know. I like McComb and I think he's found a good spot with New Orleans. Yeah, I think New Orleans has a pretty bright future, hopefully. And uh, unfortunately, this time it's going to be quite dark this uh, this week. Yeah, no, the near future isn't bright, but the far future is looking all right for them. So, you know, sometimes you just got to take these like punches on the chin. You got to 
like realistically, I don't know any New Orleans fan that thought they were going to beat the Suns. I don't know any New Orleans fan in general, but I'm sure there might have been one or two out there that thought they were going to win this series. So it is, no. it's tough, yeah. but they're they're a young team and they'll probably be back, especially if they could build around the core that they have going on. So. Oh yeah, they'll be back. How about right. uh, move over to little uh, baseball. Yeah, I was just gonna say we got a we got a lot of baseball games today, a oh, lot, yeah. and we're not gonna be talking about every single no. one. So make sure if you're not already that you're dropping a follow on the other social medias at ML Madness Pod on Twitter on Instagram. We're dropping all these picks for any other games that we see, any other live picks that we find. We're gonna be dropping them there. Make sure you guys can make the most money off these games. Yeah, a uh, lot of games today, but obviously there's a double header for my team. Your team plays today. I actually have some bets for Garrett Cole, and they're oh, actually – No, 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 no. They're good today. He's facing – I'll just say this before we, we get really into it. Garrett Cole's facing a lineup that does not have a good hitter in it this week because Javi Baez is on the injured list, so he he doesn't have to face any power hitters in, in Detroit's lineup. My hope for him is he just doesn't give up. Miggy's 3,000th hit, because that would be very damn. How many does Miggy need? Three. So uh, I don't think he's going to get three against Cole, but my hope my hope for him is he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a, we, had a nice, uh, we had a nice night yesterday. I posted about 6 o'clock about Freddie Freeman. I wished him luck. First at bat goes yaya, and we got, a, we got a plus 400, I think it was, bet. And uh, Yeah, we'll cash that. We'll take yeah. a quick bag real quick. Quite a night. Good yeah, night. no, I like that a lot. So uh, what, how you feeling? What game you want to touch on first? Your boys over at uh, 3.12 p.m.? So that's the one that I think has a lot in it. Because if you go outside right now, if you are in the metropolitan area, it is windy as shit. Which makes me feel a lot of home runs. I believe it'll be blowing that home the way the home runs would go. So in that game, because there's not good pitching, I mean, they're, McGill's solid. Alex Cobb is not. So my expectation is is there's going to be a lot of home runs. The best bet when you're for a home run for these two teams would be Pete Alonso or Brandon Belt. So if you're going to go home run, there's the way you go. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, in the other game, there's a lot of pitching. So strikeouts will be the way to go. <clears throat> Sorry, I have a little thing. Got a little fan going on, a little, a little phlegm going on. We're all good. I like the Mets, yeah. honestly, in these games, too. It's The Giants are a good team, but I feel like last year they kind of had that lightning in the bottle. And this year, it's going to be hard to recreate that same type yeah. of energy. So I like the Mets in these. Um, <laughs> do they have both games up on FanDuel? Actually? Yeah. In the first game, there's now hitting props. There wasn't when we before we started, so I didn't get to go through them. Now the late game is only pitching, which is good because that's the game that's going to have pitching. So. Yep. Max Scherzer against Logan Webb is a great matchup. Yeah, that's probably exciting. the best we've seen to this point. So, and your boys, Detroit, <clears throat> not a very good team. So this is a. I mean, yeah, it, they are. But then again, we played the Orioles the, the past weekend, and we were held scoreless through six innings in one of them, four innings in another, and eight innings in the third. Yeah. Game. Yeah, it's not good. Come on, man. It's definitely not good. Come on. And then the MLB has the nerve to drop a power rankings and have the Yankees at fifth. And before the Giants. My brother's the Giants fan. Very mad about that. Are, dude, who was making these rankings? They got to be Yankees fans. Gotta they got to be. This is gross product that the Yankees yeah. are putting on the field. Yeah. It really is. It's disgusting. It's the same thing that we're seeing every single year, and their downfalls have remained the exact same. 
Like it, mm-hmm. it, it is so annoying as a fan. They knew they said we're not going to come into this season with Glaber Torres at shortstop because we know that and he just him adds. Defense. They put him in for defense the other night, bro. Like, what are we doing? What yeah. are we doing? The Mets have more of a vision right now to their team well, than the Yankees. I was going to ask that. I was going to say, as a Yankee fan, and I, I don't usually ask Yankee fans this because I've never had the opportunity. The Mets have never been this good before, and while the Yankees are this bad, does it hurt more because you see across across eight miles, I think it is, uh, at City Field they're having a party every damn day? I mean, does that make it worse for you? I mean— so like there are a lot of Yankee fans that would probably be like so bitter and like hate mm-hmm. all of that, but I don't hate the Mets as much as like other Yankee fans typically do. The only reason being is because they really are the Knicks of the MLB. <laughs> and being a Knicks fan, I feel for that. Yeah. You know, knowing yeah. what the types of like things that that fandom entails. Yeah. It just it's really rough. So y'all have been through it. I've been through it as a Knicks fan. You know, we could I, yeah. I could relate to it. So yeah. I don't I don't hate the Mets as much as other Yankee fans do, but it definitely is frustrating knowing that you have somewhat of an ownership like the Yankees do to watch them just sit on their hands complacent and then have a team like the Mets just get bought by a billionaire like Steve Cohen for him to come in. Uncle Steve to come in and spend an absolute bag. You know, he buys Max Scherzer. He does all the things that the evil empire Yankees are supposed to be doing their or relying their whole like yeah. spirit on, you know? So it's just, it's gross. It really is gross. And they're feeding us the same material every single year right now. Yeah. And it's just, I'm not happy about it, man. I'm yeah. So I tired. think it's, I think it's good because I think it'll give us a lot to talk about throughout the summer. <laughs> I think it'll give us a ton to talk about. It definitely will. I, I agree. I got a little uh, right now. I'm looking at the Blue Jays and the Red Sox, and I'm liking Yusei Kikuchi. Um, him for a little bit over on the four and a half strikeouts. I feel like that's a little bit of a low number for him. He's a pretty yeah. good pitcher, man. He like, is, I've, especially I've against him. the Red Sox. I've watched a couple of his outings recently, and he's got you know a lot of these pitchers that come across from these other you know international baseball leagues. They have the same way we see like a style of European basketball players. Yeah. They have this these breaking balls that like we haven't seen. So I think that his put away pitches are some of the better uh, in the league. And honestly, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. He's super young. I wouldn't be surprised to see this kid grow up and like be follow the same. I'm going to butcher his name, follow the same path as like a Hinjin Ryu. And like, that type of you're that close. type of guy. It's Hunjin Ryu, but you're fine. All right. Yeah, I actually agree with that one because I like you say everybody that comes from like internationally, especially Japan and China and all those countries, they always have that one pitch that can just put anybody away. That no, cut, literally, like if a, it's screw a cutter, ball or a screwball, something like that. So, so you say has that pitch, and they when they signed him, they need him to pitch well in these types of games against Boston, a Red Sox team that strikes out on just as not as much as the Yankees, but they strike out they're toward the there. top of the yeah, yeah toward, toward the top of the league. So, I agree with you on that one. I'm I'm actually quite surprised that um, the Blue Jays aren't favored in this game. Am I? That's at home. For some reason, they're showing them on the road. But I know that the I know for a fact the Red Sox have a ton of players they can't play. Oh, okay. That was probably the discussion then. The, Interesting. Oh, it's actually at Fenway, so I don't know when that is. But at some point, Red Sox are going to have a ton of players they can't. They have like eight or nine players that are not vaccinated. So. Typical Bostonians, you know. Unbelievable. You Unreal. Know. Get some class. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> 
God, it sounds like Kyrie. Jeez. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, honestly, I like. I think Blue Jays could really take this game too. Truthfully, like you were saying, right. like I can't believe that they're not favored at plus one twenty four. I feel like that could be worth a sprinkle. Um, yeah, and uh, the over under is nine and a half. Mm, I don't think offense, I'm gonna... The thing is, those two good offenses too. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a Red Sox team that can hit. I mean, Trevor Story hasn't hit anything, and that that probably yeah, strikes nah. fear in every Red Sox fans right now. It does because he got that six year deal. Yeah, yeah, he but, got that bag. But that entire Blue Jays lineup can hit a home run. Like every that, they're amazing. It's incredible Seriously. how good that lineup is. So, the only other game that I'm really looking at is is the Braves Dodgers tonight. You've got a Great pitching matchup. Walker Bueller against Max Freed. That's an amazing matchup. So I'd I'd look at strikeouts in that one. The only person who's not striking out, Freddie Freeman's not striking out against the Braves. He just he That's looked fact. he looked so ready last night from that first pitch he saw. It's I good, knew man. Like, he oh, deserves it. Cause like he with does. The, the toxicity that they had in that like yeah. organization, like he deserves to have a good game and step out of like the what the Braves were being his yeah. only identity. Like he's he's way more than just that organization. It's it's a it's a great it's a storybook type of story for him to hit that home run last night and for for them if if anybody's gonna hit one tonight it'll be him he's at plus four eighty which is a especially against a lefty I guess it's tougher so that's probably why his it's a high number so I wouldn't hit that because I don't think he's gonna hit a home run against a lefty maybe late in the game but in strikeouts Max Fried and Walker Bueller are both over under five and a half I'd hit both of them. They are both guys that can strike out a lot of guys, especially especially Walker Bueller. He's he's got maybe the most. He's got the put away pitch. Yeah, yeah he's, he's got the kid's nasty. Pitch, so. Absolutely, he's, he's got one of the best arms in the league. So I that in that game, that's really the only other game I have. It would be strikeouts. That would be my main focus in that one. So I don't know if you have anything else on that one, but uh, yeah, uh, I, think nah, I really I do like that. And then I was just gonna say to to record a uh, to record a hit like. If you want to add in a, 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 a little parlay of Freddie Freeman to get a hit yeah. and that Mac, uh, Walker Bueller strikeouts, you could put in uh, Walker Bueller six plus strikeouts and Freddie Freeman to get a hit, and that comes out to plus one sixty seven. I like it. I do. So, I like that one. So I think that'll that could be a really good pick, and I think if you're going to take that as well, like I can't see this game. The over under actually just got moved from seven and a half to eight, so I can't see it going over no, that. That's not going with the over way that seven. these guys pitch so you could yeah. even i mean you add in the under on that and all of a sudden you're looking at a plus 426 little three-legger so yeah. i like it a lot yeah the only the the i will you've given me some spirit to go to the mets one and uh put together a little uh player strikeout one with uh mcgill and and mcneil just because mcneil's been getting ridiculous amounts of hits if you want a uh a Mets parlay like that, a little same game, same game parlay. Jeff McNeil to record a hit, and Tyler McGill to get six strikeouts at plus one forty-one. Sprinkle on that one, maybe. It's the best one I could think of for the Mets, just because McNeil's a guaranteed hit at this point. So. Nah, McNeil's been McNeil's been hot, yeah. and honestly, the whole Mets lineup has been pretty, pretty solid. Other than uh, other than, and I'm sure because you're on Twitter, you're you're kind of a part of Mets Twitter de facto. Uh, James McCann. James yeah. McCann. I was going to say everybody's stinking it up. Yeah. He's what two he, for he was, twenty? I believe. I was going to say I was. I thought it was one for twenty six. He got a hit. He got a hit the other day. He did. Let's go. It was a little blooper, That's hype, dude. That's hype. Blooper. That's what, sometimes all you need to see is the ball go in the basket. Right. You that's know? what I'm saying. That's, that's all it that's takes. The, that's the metaphor. You got to see the ball go in the basket, and that 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 play actually I think got them a, a run on an error. So. Oh. <laughs> there you go. There you yeah. go. 
Well, I'm looking right now. Anything else that you like for MLB wise? Because there, there's just so many games to choose from. There and like is, we there's said, a lot of games. there are so many bets out there, and uh, so much so, money, so, so much, much money. money. So make so sure you're following us on Twitter, absolutely. and we're going to be dropping more picks throughout the day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm oh, looking yeah. right now. I'm just one thing that's standing out to me is the fact that the over under in the Phillies Rockies game is 11 and a half. Well, that's that. That's course field. That's course field, that, especially like, with that lineup. But hey, everybody yeah. said the Phillies lineup is going to rake at course field. They scored one run last night. They lost four to They're one. They're mid. They're a bunch they are of not mid. a good team. They're four and seven. They they don't have pitching. Their hitting is. As much as everybody's talking about their hitting, How I think Kyle go- Schwarber's hitting like 100. So No, literally. All yeah. you have is your hitting, and that stinks yeah. Yeah. right now at least. Really and then tough. you have no pitching, and then you you go to your bullpen, and it's even worse. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really it's, rough. They're not a very good team. I Kyle Freeland in that one, they should. I'm going to preface this. They should tee off on Kyle Freeland. They probably won't because uh, ultimately I think we both believe they're not that good of a team, but – if they were if if there was any game at Coors Field they were gonna hit, it's against Kyle Freeland and not to pile on Kyle Freeland. He's just not not very good anymore. So. <laughs> and he's a lefty too. So Nick Castellanos, that should be easy. Yeah, no nah, so, lefty. I mean, yeah. Obviously he gets Harper, so I get, he could probably get Harper out lefty lefty, but yeah, not exactly uh, Kyle Freeland's night tonight. I would think. But that yeah, that that's just that's normal. The over under being high at Coors Field usually it's usually two runs higher than everybody else's. So. Gotcha. Makes sense. Well, yeah. I think that's going to do it for us today, unless you got anything else to add. No, I think that is. I'm going to have some more on Twitter later. Uh, probably after the first Mets game, I'll have uh, more on Twitter. So uh, Yeah, and even if we find some more NBA picks, we're going to be throwing oh, yeah. them up on there. I'm sure there might even be some live bets coming in hot, being that oh, it is yeah. playoff time. So, like I said, make sure, if you aren't already, drop a follow on the Twitter, on the Instagram, at MLMadnessPod. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, I am Matt Cherico. That's Andy B. Andy B. Uh, Thank you for listening, and we will catch you in the next episode. Take it easy. Go dogs.